0: Let me call to order the special town council meeting for Monday, December 4th. Uh, Please note that Councilman Ritchie is uh, at the doctor with what you hear me dealing with. And uh, I went a week ago, so I'm not, (coughs) hopefully I'm not contagious anymore, but you never know. Um, Item number two on our agenda is uh, public comment. If there's anyone here that would like to address council, please come forward. Name address, two and a half minutes. And seeing no one, we will close public comment and move into first reading of an ordinance to amend chapter 110. This is about business license and code and updating the class schedule. Ms. Kotop, please lead us through this.
1: Thank you, Mayor, and good afternoon. And. In- in 2021, the town repealed and replaced its business license ordinance to come into compliance with the South Carolina Business License Tax Standardization Act. The act requires that every odd year, the town must update its ordinance to adopt the latest state class schedules. The state class schedules reflect a three-year average of the IRS data on business businesses' ability to make a profit. And then, periodically, the next codes are updated and the class schedules also include the 2022 next codes. Um, these codes change periodically. For instance, you probably will be hard-pressed to find a blockbuster code. So, as things change, they also take the opportunity to reflect that. Overall, nine classes changed. Two went higher, seven went lower, and two codes were removed. So if you remember class one being the lowest class and our rates reflect that all the way to class seven, which has the highest rates. So this is what it looks like. You can see um, the NAICS code and you can see the class if it changed, for instance, the first one from a two to a one or even um, this mining dropped from a four to a two. So we have to then move those um, into the appropriate class. You also see at the bottom Um, regular direct sellers they were able to get a license just for one or two sales or seasonal sales they now just fall back to their natural they don't have a special um, next code they just fall back to their natural one. So other proposed changes since we're looking at this we always like to go ahead and make sure other recommendations that come from the Municipal Association or that we find are in there. So and um, I believe it was September, October, you adopted um, the updated local revenue services uh, program that the Municipal Association provides to us. So any of those changes, we went ahead and incorporated with this revision. There are some things such as uh, clarification, if you have a pool or billard table, that it's per table that you're charged. Um, we want to go ahead and have that. Um, Additional golf carts to class 9.1, which are sales, so golf carts would be included in the classification with automobiles and boat sales um, and um, motorcycle sales. You'd also have golf cart sales. Um, The next one is the establishment of a uh, restaurant definition. So if you have a business, for every activity that your business does, you need to have um, those revenues sort it that way in a license for each for instance a costco has like seven business license because of the optometry because of the tire center Be- all of those things all have their own the other option is you take the one that has the highest class and you incorporate everything under that which most don't want to do so in this case when it comes to a restaurant that has a bar at what point um, do they need two licenses well our um, ordinance has been kind of um they it hasn't actually quantified it so we would like to do that we're proposing that we use what the city of charleston does the city of charleston says if your gross revenue is more than 35 percent of your overall that for, from the alcohol sales that you need a separate license otherwise you just have the restaurant license um and since we kind of have um no defining guideline we're looking for that and again we just use 35% as that's what the city uses and we thought that seemed in line Um, the last thing is we while I mentioned class 1 to class 7 class 8 are businesses that are regulated elsewhere so we have those but class 9 when they did the standardization act what they said is as a municipality you can go ahead and put businesses in a class 9 that either you're putting them for an economic incentive or that they have a disproportionate um, impact on your services. So what we did when we implemented this, we moved four um, uh, NEXT codes into the um, class nine to watch them and monitor them. So what we did is you can see here the fire department, we looked at their data. So this heat map, what it shows is the calls that they experience so 18 percent of their calls are going to nursing homes Hmm. and you can see in the in the red and then you see the stars where they're located they have a huge disproportionate impact on our fire department and the calls they receive i'm going to go back here and say that we had dialysis clinics they had one or two calls we don't think they should be here The other two that we had here, we're continuing to monitor, they're trending up, but still they're not such a disproportionate that we would recommend anything. So for assisted living facilities, we would like to, they're in class nine at their natural class of four. We would go ahead and change them from the $55, an increase of 50%, so it would go up to $82.50 and then for each, thousand dollars above it'd be three dollars and fifty four so what that would look like is if you were an assistant living facility and your gross revenues were about four million you would pay an additional four thousand dollars and to us what we did is the fire department provided data and we um, looked at how much does it cost for each call what are the pieces and parts that we have what we found is their calls are costing about $211,000 for these nursing homes when you really break it down to the cost of who's responding, the fuel, with the equipment they're using. And so this um, change would increase and bring in about 80,000 and that would go towards, it's still not quite the full amount that's needed, but it would be much closer to covering the cost of these additional calls that we're experienced. So again, we're looking at of the four moving one back to their natural class, mm-hmm. one of them increasing, the other two leaving and continuing to monitor as they trend um, to see if they're coming up. So what does all this mean? It means that the class rates, the actual rates that we have will remain unchanged, but those seven businesses that are going into a lower class um, and all things, when we ran it into our model for this year, had it been this revenue, we would see 185,000 less. Um, Then of course, if we make the change with the assistant living, that's an increase of estimated about 80,000, plus any other updates those small updates with the bars and the restaurants um, and new businesses. Overall, we think what we're presenting to you is revenue neutral and that it will be right in line with our budget that we are currently in in fiscal year 2024. So here's the rate schedule. It remains the same. Um, We just move those next codes that are required to change classes to the appropriate class, make the one change with assisted living, define when you need an extra permit for um, a bar in your restaurant, and those are really encompass the main changes.
0: Um, Yes,
1: Mr. Microphone.
0: On this, on the
2: restaurant bar thing, first of all, I don't have a restaurant or bar in Mount Pleasant, which I have been noted that I do. I have a catering company in Charleston, so I want to make that clear on my questioning. What what benefits is this providing to Charleston? I know we use Charleston as an example, and I can appreciate the city of Charleston, but just because they do it doesn't mean we have to do it. So what, what benefits is this providing to the city of Charleston creating two different, two different business licenses. For, so, so you got to have a, two totally different business licenses hanging on the wall if you've got 35 percent more, 35 percent or more of your sales comes from alcohol. That you have to have two different. You have to have a food establishment, I guess, license and an alcohol establishment license. Is that correct? what what benefits is this providing Charleston?
1: So it's really um, an equity piece. Every other business for every activity they have is required to have multiple licenses or one license that is the higher class. In the, in the case here, we've said that you need it, but we've never defined when you need it. So what we're saying is you can be considered a restaurant with alcohol sales if it's, if it's a, a lower portion. They should always have had two. But we've kind of allowed, without a distinct um, a percentage, kind of what the amount is. Now, is 35% the right amount? I don't know. But they um, they have two separate activities. The higher activity is the alcohol sales. So by them going under restaurants, we really think that at some point they need to have this separate license as we require other businesses.
2: Why is it just anybody with alcohol? Why? why? Why does an ice cream shop just have a business license and then a restaurant that adds a bar have have both I, I don't I just don't understand where the break of thirty five percent comes. It's it doesn't really make any sense to me. Are we is there some kind of
3: it's just a
4: reasonable number.
3: I mean, you know, it, somebody can make an argument that the alcohol sales is, is, is part of the dining experience. So um at what point does it start to become more of a bar and a different operation than Incidental to the dining experience itself, and so we felt, um, as the city has, that 35%
2: made as much sense as any. For what class is that on here again? I'm sorry. It's
1: nine point. Um, is it I guess as far as taxation
2: four. is considered, as far as what they're going to be taxed higher on.
1: What so correct. So class two is a lower class. This class for nine four is a higher class. Yeah, class so they had. could put everything under that. Um, but we've always allowed them to choose and they tend to use just a restaurant. We feel at some point, they really are more than just a restaurant. Um, we have some that get a restaurant, but it, we audit them and they've had 95% sales of alcohol. So really it's more than just, you know, it's not just a, a restaurant, a dining experience with the um, glass of wine. Isn't there
2: a state code? Isn't there a state law that requires how much you have to sell in food, or, the, or is it that you just have to sell food to alcohol?
1: You just have to sell yes. food, For and there stuff. is it does kind of leave it up to yeah, yeah. A, a proportionate. It doesn't specify what a percentage. And so we we have a hard time 100%. when it comes to someone, I have a restaurant, when we say they have to have um,
2: a, um, a separate license. Could I just say the tax thing one more time? Sorry. Go ahead guessing that tax
1: there um, as far as yes I the believe amounts. oh 30 I'm not fine
2: is it where's the chart that shows how much oh. more they pay in taxes
1: um, so the chart shows here it, when it gets to eight and nines eight are regulated elsewhere and nine has individually determined town rates so they're Rate.
2: so if you're a restaurant and bar with 35 percent more alcohol where's where's your two rates i guess I'm, which what are your what two rates are you utilizing on
1: here so um you have um the food service and drinking place so it's class two and then it's on it's in the license uh bars are uh, it's actually in the individual ordinance hold please here it is alcohol beverages consumed on premises so this is where we defined. It's on page A6 that it would be 35%. So the first minimum is $200, and then it is $3.03 for every thousand or fraction thereof over um, the two, the first um, two um, minimum of the first $2,000. Is 200 and then for every thousand over that it's three dollars and three cents so the
2: bar is not a great class on here that's why I was wondering what number the bar is
1: um, 9.4 mm-hmm. is um, okay. next code and is that's the drinking places
2: I apologize yes okay so that's how much three dollars and seven cents per thousand dollars. it
1: is two hundred dollars for the first two thousand and three dollars and three cents for every one thousand or fraction thereof over so you would you would split your gross revenue what is alcohol what is but only if you have that. If you only have 10, 15, 20%, you just get the restaurant. This
2: is my last question. Probably. Yes, sir. Do we, know what, do we know which restaurants are gonna be affected by this? Like, do we have an example, like Red's Eyes House will be affected by this, I'm assuming, things of like that. Do we have any example of what?
1: What they provide to us is their gross revenue. Okay. So again, it's self-reporting. So um, like anything, we do audit. But um, yes, I would assume somewhere like that maybe. Um, but we don't, when they report it, they give us a, a lump sum amount without the additional detail.
5: Thank you. Ms. Randall. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, with this, I would just, I mean, I think it makes sense to me because if you are um, primarily alcohol sales, um, you I can check with Chief, but you're probably generating more uh, yeah, sure. police calls and things like that. Um, so to me, it makes sense that that they would pay for those services that they are um, receiving. Um, And then the second one, I guess, is more of a comment, um, uh, Marcy, but uh, I think there's probably gonna have to be some, I don't know if we we want to, uh, when we send out the annual notifications or whatever, um, I don't know if we can include a special little insert to the bars and restaurants or something like that to get their attention. because I could see them kind of overlooking it. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know how we the education portion of that to, to make sure that everyone knows what the rule is. Um, I'm sure you guys will do a great job with that, but I can see that being.
1: Yes, sir. Um, we, we do plan to reprint the, the little ordinance book. Um, we do um, send out notifications starting in January. So this year especially, we will make sure that we always include any changes um, that go out and we kind of, I don't want to say in a day, but we end up seeing like three or four, um, some by letter and some by emails out to our businesses so okay. that they're aware of changes. Okay. Ms. Little. I have a question about the declining rates um, for the over $3 million. Is that a state mandate or um, is that a town? No, ma'am. These are individual. Um, you will see um, some of our surrounding they do it um, at different levels. After the first million, they go down to 95%, 90%, 8 And they have uh, a graduated amount, a declining rate. Um, we have this at, at a point that we changed to this because we used to have more detail. It was determined that maybe this allowed the big businesses to support the smaller businesses. But I will tell you, in looking at this, we ran all sorts of scenarios. And one of them we ran was... Um, like the city of Charleston, like um, others, what if we had more uh, differentiation in the in the step down, the decline? Um, this actually is a little more beneficial to the town um, because people quickly, more quickly, um, drop down to a 70 percent. Where the other at one million, they're at 100 um, percent. The first million is 100 percent. The next million is at 95 percent. It takes them so long to get to a 70 percent that this actually benefits our bigger businesses slightly as opposed to having the opposite but we did run the numbers based on this last collection to see what the impact of our declining rate is as opposed to the ones we compare ourselves to so this is sort of the opposite of personal income tax where you get taxed more you make more money we're actually giving a big discount to businesses who do really well yes ma'am Okay, Not as big as others, um, but yes, we do. So, so it's um, more of an incentive to incentivize businesses to stay in Mount Pleasant, is that? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure it, it has, um, that. you know, it just depends on the impact. Um, where you are, if you are a real big business, you probably make out a little bit better for us, so it would incentivize them to come here. A medium business, you're going to get a benefit pretty much anywhere in the region, if that makes sense. But a big business would do better here. So if it couples with our economic incentive program, it does try to bring those in. And um, we actually, well, on the surface, it may not look like it do benefit them slightly more than our surrounding neighbors.
0: Okay. Remind everybody this is first reading. Um, When do we anticipate second reading? At the council meeting next Tuesday, or yes, sir? Yes, I was just wondering: does this, and, and when do you, when does this need to be effective? Because it sounds like there's a lot of questions. Does it need to go to a committee next month, or do we have that kind of time?
3: Well, sir, the time frame is based on a new statewide schedule, which has created a
0: right.
3: an unusual process that we typically follow. Um, and, and I don't know how we would get to some of these other answers. Um, in a shorter time frame, because some of these are sort of fundamental to the business license ordinances statewide. So, um, I mean, perhaps if council was comfortable with it, um, perhaps we could move towards adoption. And if there are any lingering questions, that this could be a period of study before the next renewal, because I think they'll take significant time to work through. Now, not the 35%, you could pick a number there if you wanted to, but as far as the basic structure that would take some time
0: so we would pass first reading today obviously we cannot amend it at first reading and then the amendments would have to come at second reading which would be a week from tomorrow yeah. <clears throat> just want everybody to realize that okay. you to second all right we have a motion to approve and we have a second is there any further discussion Yes, sir. I had a question um, switching gears back to the um, assisted
3: um, living facilities. Have you done any sort of analysis on how that would financially uh, impact some of those businesses?
1: Um, so what we did is we, we ran them as they were. Um, the increase would range anywhere from $800 to 18000 um, On Again, I ran if a business just because we can't use actual numbers, but if, if a business, um, an assisted living is making 4 million, their increase would be $4,000 for their business license. So um, that gives you some idea of what the impact would be. We haven't talked to any of them, no, um, we haven't. We've just um, looked at the data and what their, the impact that they are having on our services and proposed that we make this change.
3: Okay, I applaud you for trying to, to recoup Um, the expenditures that we're making on their behalf for the services that they demand. And I presume that that uh, business that's uh, going to see an increase of $18,000 a year, we're probably talking about a business that's generating tens of millions of dollars? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you.
4: Mr. Chapman. Mayor, I happen to live in a relatively close uh, relationship to several assisted living locations, and I can tell you specifically the amount of uh, vehicle calls by the sign of the sirens coming near my house, especially at times of uh, uh, food-making in the various locations, uh, but also at any time of day or night, Uh, so I I can vouch for that. increase based on the number of calls for fire. I don't know about any other uh, town service that's provided, but in terms of the amount of calls from the fire departments going to those locations, and it, you know, some of it could very well be uh, our um, ambulance-type service mm-hmm. that's provided to an area where you have an elderly population, which it makes sense. It makes sense. So, um, in that particular edition, I can, I can vouch for why we would do it.
5: All right. Yes. All right. Yes, sir. I was just going to say, um, basically, thank you for your comments. I think that that's definitely something that Finance Committee can um, be looking at over the next um, year, before this comes back around again.
0: All, right. all in favor of the motion to approve first reading, please say aye aye any opposed motion carries unanimously uh item four is to adjourn there being no further business we stand adjourned we have one